You're listening to the Astrology Hub Podcast, practical wisdom for living your life on purpose. Hi there, and welcome to the Astrology Hub Podcast. I'm Amanda Pua Walsh, the founder of Astrology Hub. And I'm Donna Woodwell, an astrologer and senior editor for Astrology Hub. And we are so happy you're here with us today. I have to admit, I've been so excited about this particular episode for months because one of my favorite things is giving people practical, tangible, and implementable, (laughs) implementable, here we go, tips for working with astrology in their lives to actually create a better life, to live on purpose, to better your relationships, and feel more empowered in all aspects of your life. Donna, are you as excited as I am? Am I excited to get organized? Are you kidding? Of course I am. I am a Virgo, and that is my mission in life to be organized and efficient. All right. So we have a super special episode planned for you, and it's chock full, like I said, of really practical, useful information that you can use to truly make 2019 a year where you turn the tides and start or continue. Maybe you already feel like the tides are turning, um, but really shift the momentum in your life in really, really positive ways. We're going to walk you through a four-step intention-setting process for 2019 using the four major elements to break up the year and make sure you focus on the most important aspects of your life. I know for me, when I'm setting intentions and goals and planning, sometimes it can be overwhelming because there's so many things that I'd like to work on. Um, So what we're going to present to you is a very practical approach that will use astrology and the elements to really just organize it all and make sense of it all. So hopefully you will love it as much as we do. And we know also that it is hard to keep New Year's intentions. Here we are with this opportunity for a blank slate and lots of enthusiasm and motivation to begin again. But as we know, most people don't keep their New Year's resolutions because the truth is no matter how motivated we are, changing bad habits, old thought and behavioral patterns, it's hard. And so most of us don't actually have a lot of training or information on how to actually do it. So that's what we're talking about here today. Three main things that need to change in order for us to actually create lasting change in our lives. And the good news is that astrology helps us with it all. So more on this soon, but before we dive into the episode, we wanted to remind you about some other episodes that are available to you. If you're interested in tuning into our weekly forecast or horoscope, you can check out our Monday episodes. In these, Donna turns into our cosmic weather girl and reports on the energies of the week. Donna, people are loving these forecasts. Can you tell us what you're thinking about when you create the forecast for us? Uh, You know, Amanda, that's really simple. I record forecasts for the information that I want to know. And since it's information I want to know, I assume that uh, people who are like me, who are interested in living life with the full access to their passion and their purpose, also want this information. Absolutely. Okay, so check those out, you guys. And then on Thursdays, we release an episode that's more focused on using the wisdom of astrology in your day-to-day reality, so the practical wisdom you can use to live your life on purpose. So check out the Thursday episodes. Those are numbered. So this is episode 005. We have episode 001 all the way through today, already available for you. Just make sure and subscribe to the podcast to make sure you get notified whenever an episode goes live. All right, one more thing before we dive in. I wanted to do a shout out to one of our cherished listeners. The name I can see for this listener is The Most Cake. 
Um, I don't know what her real name is, but here's what yeah, she but said. I like her sense of humor. <laughs> I, I do too. And here's what she says about the podcast. The podcast is concrete and ethereal. I use this delightful and enormously helpful podcast to plan my weeks. After listening, I make notes in my planner and arrange my schedule. So I'm dancing with the planets. In other words, not wasting energy, knowing when it's time to recharge, and knowing when I can have the most impact. I simply cannot recommend enough. Such great real-life tips as well as beautiful philosophical and deep takeaways. Thank you, Donna and Amanda. So thank you so much for taking the time to do it. And I love reading this because this is exactly what we're hoping the podcast does for all of you out there. So the fact that it is doing that for you, the most cake, uh, makes us very happy. All right. So Donna, are you ready to dive in? Absolutely. All right. So let's just start with 2019 in general, just adding a little bit to what we talked about on Monday's forecast. Donna, what would you say is the major theme of 2019 and why is it so important for us to get clear on what we really want to create in our lives now and into the first half of January? Well, you know, when you are an astrologer and you start looking up day-to-day, month-to-month, years-to-years, you you get used to um, being surprised and yet not surprised at the same time that what you see is so reflected in the world around you. And so when I sat down to look at the entire calendar for 2019 and realized that the major aspect of this year that's going on and it's going to be affecting us all is a tense aspect between the planet Jupiter. Uh, who, among other things, has to do with truth-telling and standing in our own integrity. It's tangling with the planet Neptune, which is all about illusion and not being in our own integrity and sort of being in this ephemeral place where we're not even sure what's real. So let me rephrase that um, in simple English terms, that this is a year where we have to learn to tell truth from fiction or truth from reality, or even asking ourselves the question of what is reality in order to become better at being able to navigate our three-dimensional world. Now, how is that for synchronicity? If you've been watching the news any time lately, we're in for an entire year of working through these questions, not just socially and as a world, but also as individuals. And what does it mean for us, for our relationship to truth and illusion. Hmm. Okay. And what would you say about intention setting or visions? Why is it particularly important for us to make the space and take a little bit of time to do that now? Well, what's going to be happening at the beginning of the year is that for the first two months of the year, there are no planets retrograde. I mean, nothing. And generally in astrology, you might hear people complaining, oh, Mercury's retrograde and, and blaming their ills on it. But having a retrograde or two going on is kind of like having a natural braking system in what we're doing. It, it, it slows us down a little bit. It makes us a little bit more um, willing to reflect on what we're doing. And two months with no retrogrades at all for the first part of the year I mean, that's just like we crest over the top of the roller coaster and run screaming down the hill with nothing to stop us. And so, yes, now is the time to set those intentions because 
we're not going to have a chance for you know several months here to um, really revisit what we're doing. So we want to get really, really, really clear so that we know we're you know heading in the right direction. All right, and that's what we're here to help you do today. All right, so Donna, let's go into that intention setting process and why we recommend and use this approach for setting intentions. You know, Amanda, I am so excited because I have a little confession to make. You know I am a total productivity nerd. I mean, I have all the books and I'm a member of productivity groups and I love all the systems and the ideas and the tools that can help us be more successful in everything that we do. Not just for myself, but it's a great tool as an astrologer to help my clients become more successful in what and what they want to accomplish in their worlds. And so at heart, learning how to be more productive, how to plan, how to set intentions is all about getting into flow. It's about being more aware that when we are conscious and making choices from moment to moment, we can create intentionally. We can be much more active co-creators in our lives. And that is like living while you're awake. And to me, that's magic. And so I, I tell all my friends in these productivity schools that like, really, really, I, I have the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to living efficiently. And that's astrology. Because astrology takes all of our strivings to a whole new level. And so folks may not realize this, but when you are in those productivity circles, you hear a lot of people praising Stoics like Marcus Aurelius, these ancient Greek philosophers that um, were all about how to basically maximize your own potential, how to live each moment with equanimity, how to uh, really consciously live your lives. But what they don't know is what the Stoics were using to maximize their potential was astrology. And that a lot of the original people who created astrology um, were practicing the school of philosophy. And so naturally, astrology helps people attain their goals because that's what it was kind of designed to do in the first place. Now, two of the big ways that it does this is by First of all, reminding us that change is inevitable. Astrology is all about you know, moving between the yin and the yang of life, moving between the ups and the downs of life and doing it gracefully. And that's kind of what stoicism is. It's learning how to manage change by flowing with it, not getting attached to being the observer, but also um, finding the good in even the situations that might seem difficult at first. And astrology gives you that. Secondarily, astrology is a nuanced language that describes how change is happening. So what kinds of changes you can expect from moment to moment so that you can learn how to work well with the energies that are provided to you at any given point in time. But before you get caught up in all those astrological complexities about squares and trines and all the other things that we talk about in a forecast, anyone can do what astrologers do with a, a much more simple schematic. And that's by working with the basic elements. The Greeks, uh, the, uh, a Greek philosopher known as Empedocles came up with this idea that all things in 
physicality. We're basically made of four essential ingredients. We call them the elements, and that's earth, air, fire, and water. Now, today, science realizes that, no, things aren't literally made of earth, air, fire, and water. But what alchemists and astrologers and psychologists have realized over the centuries is that those four things make great symbols for the four main parts of us as we live our lives in three-dimensional reality. And so those are fire, that's our divine sparkiness, so to speak. It's our spirit and our inspiration, our vision, and yes, our intentions. And water evokes our heart and our emotions and how we flow, our passions and our feelings. Air represents our minds, our, how we think things through, how we plan them, and how we communicate those ideas with others. And earth, that's our physical three-dimensional body, our, our, our like real world actions and sensations and how we physically experience um, the life around us. And those four things, when they're all in alignment, that's when we feel like we are in flow. That's when we feel like we can touch the divine. And we can plan with that, with astrology, because astrology speaks that language. It's designed to help us make sure that we can keep our fire side and our air side and our earth side and water side all working well together. And so once you start adopting this way of thinking things, not only are you more likely to be in flow, but your plans are also more likely to be successful. Even now, science is already proving that in order to have things follow through, you have to engage all four of these parts of your own being in order to make it stick. That's the secret of how you make these New Year's resolutions stick or any other kinds of changes that you may want to make during the year. So if you can tell that I'm really jazzed about bringing this idea of how to use astrology in your planning to the world, um, I I'm totally there. I'm totally on board. And Amanda, I'm so happy we get to do this. Me too, Donna. And we're going to walk you all through a short process for how to take the elements that Donna just described and actually do it, you know, actually use it to plan your intentions for the new year um, in just a sec. But I just want to ask a couple questions before we do that, Donna. Um, it seems like most people when setting intentions, we either focus on the fire. So like the, that divine sparkness, an intention might be, you know, I want to open up my heart more and I want to, um, you know, live in alignment with my path or, I want, to, I want to realize my divine calling. You know, that would be like a kind of intention. And, and we see a lot of intentions that come through from the Astrology Hub community because we ask people, you know, to set their intentions and let us um, share and hold that vision for them. So a lot of intentions are like that. Or it seems like very physical. So, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to stop smoking or I want to stop that bad habit or addiction or whatever it is. So it seems to me like this approach of really balancing take the fire, the water, so our heart and emotions, our passions and our feelings, our air, our mind, like how we actually think about ourselves in order to become the, the person that we're thinking about. Um, and then the actual action steps for like, okay, well, what do we actually have to do in order to make that vision that we're holding, that goal that we have a reality? 
Um, so let's let's just dive in, Donna. Let's. How can people start to work with the four elements to plan their year? Uh, okay, so here's the shortened version. Um, and uh, Amanda and I talked about this last week. Just get a big old piece of paper and divide it up into four quadrants. So we're going to talk about the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter, like people usually do when they're planning for an entire year. Only when you bring the astrological element into it, you realize that all moments in time are not created equal and that the quarters actually have their own energetic signature to them, their own elemental signature to them. And those are based on the zodiac signs that start the season. So winter season is actually an earth season. Spring season is a fire season. Summer solstice, summer is a water season, and fall or autumn is an air season. So built into the repetition of the year, there's this movement of earth to fire to water to air that keeps going as we move through the days. And if you want to get down to the really micro level, there are even cycles within cycles. There are days of the week that have more air elements versus earth elements based on where the moon is moving from day to day. So you can use this structure to help you plan what the priorities for your focus should be for that particular quarter. So for the winter quarter, you start with earth because that's what's the energy is in alignment for that moment in time. Okay. So in the winter, we're starting with the body, earth. Things that we want to accomplish around this, is it all the whole earthly plane? Like would it include both our physical bodies maybe our finances, maybe our, like if, you know, you want to get a new car, like are those the kinds of things that would be appropriate for winter when the energy is focused on the earth element? Yeah. And we, we just have to close your eyes for a moment and think about what earth is. Earth is, and winter is that moment in time when all of the animals go and hibernate, at least in the Northern Hemisphere when we're in winter. And, and the energy is pulling us down and it's becoming internal. And so it's a good time to really set up the structures of things. So figuring out um, how your home is set up, your physical spaces are set up, um, making sure if there's things that you don't need anymore, getting rid of them, uh, repairing things that no longer work or getting rid of them as well. Um, so it's all those kinds of physical things that will serve you well when the spring comes and you're ready for like clicking up your action and your motivations into a whole new gear. All right. So our first quadrant is for the winter and for the body. And so we're going to be focusing on the physical and on structures and on the things that we need to do to create a solid and firm foundation for the rest of the year. So in that second quadrant where we have um, the springtime or the fire element, what kind of things make sense for us to be focused on at that time? Fire is really energetic. The beauty about working with these elements is we can see them. We can see them in our three-dimensional world. So if you get an idea of what fire is, just go get a candle and light it. And fire always goes up. It's always reaching for the sky. And that's the part of us that is enthusiastic and is always visualizing and coming up with new ideas and new possibilities, which is what relates us to the element of soul and spirit because it's that creative urge that we are all born with. 
So as the sap begins to rise and the trees begin to bloom and the flowers begin to come out, we are tied up into that process of wanting to create new life and new things. And so in the winter, you want to have set yourself up for maximum creativity when the spring rolls around so that you can visualize and you can create and you can come up with those new ideas and new brainstorming and bringing those divine intentions down to life. Okay. So it seems like a, a perfect time to really get clear on what it is we want to blossom into. <laughs> another way to say that is another uh, a time to really pay attention to our full potential and that urge within us that is blossoming or blooming that soul level urge and really focusing on bringing those things into reality. Um, so find, you know, aligning with that soul path and bringing it forth. Would you say that that's true about the springtime? Absolutely. I mean, think about what fire is. It's light. It is light. Light mm -hmm. gives us the ability to see. It gives us the ability to um, bring our awareness, light and consciousness go together because when we can see, we can become aware of things. And so the season of light, that spring season, uh, encourages us to become more conscious in all things that we do. Well, yeah, and share our light, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so now we and have- let your light shine bright. Yes, exactly. Okay, so now we have the winter, which is focused on our body. We have the springtime focusing on our soul or our spirit. Let's talk about the summer, which is the water element. What, ele what aspects of life- would be the most supported to focus on during the summer. Okay, this is something that people feel naturally. By the time you've gotten through, uh, you know, to the middle of the summer, um, the weather outside is often hot and you've been working for what feels like a big chunk of the year. You know, it's a time to scale back a little bit and tune into the emotions that you bring to the table. This is why people go on vacation in the summertime. They need to rest and rejuvenate on that emotional level, or they need to make sure that they're remembering to have fun in all of the things that you do. Um, because without your, let me put it this way. It's so easy in this world to just work and work and work and work, and then wonder why we get burned out. Well, we get burned out because we're not honoring the water element. We're not honoring the element that needs to pull back a little bit and say, hey, I need, I need to feel good. I need to nurture myself. I need to make sure that these you know, needs of the, um, the soft, cuddly insides of me are taken care of so that I can continue to serve in the ways that I want to serve in the world. And so the summer is a great time to take that, that step back, step away to make sure you're, you are um, supported enough and touch in with your friends, touch in with your family so that you, you know that your heart is being taken care of. All right. So we know what to focus on for the winter, the spring and the summer. Let's talk about the fall. So this is the air element and it's associated with our mind. So what kind of intentions would we want to be setting for the fall? Well, um, when the skies start getting darker again, because the sun is not out as much, we naturally start to pull inward a little bit. And that back to school vibe that we have in the fall is not an accident. 
it's when we have had our most active seasons already. We've already had our fire season and our water season, both of which, you know, take a lot of energy and oomph to experience. You know, we naturally detach just a little bit and we get a little more, more reflective about what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um, sometimes we sit back, maybe we read, maybe we read a book, maybe we study something new, maybe we um, go back to school for the real back to school vibe. Or maybe we just want to spend a lot more time journaling. Any of those mental kinds of things, those communicating kinds of things, those are great stuff to do when you are in the fall season. Okay, so it's, that's the time to take a course, do a certification, attend workshops, um, and do those things that really nurture the mind. Right, and, and communicating too. Let's not forget, um, you know, things like relationships. I mean, when you start looking at the four elements, theory of how we move through the world, we realize that everything possesses all four of the elements. So even relationships, they have a fire side, they have an air side, they have an earth side and a water side. And to nurture the entire relationship, you need to support all of those sides of the relationship. Um, but in the fall, we have a special kind of relationship dynamic that focuses on the communication between two people and how to evaluate a little more objectively how we can improve things like our communication with others or uh, because it gives us a little bit of that detachment that sometimes when you know we're stuck in relationship situations it's it's kind of hard to see because we're so caught up in the subjectivity of the moment and fall usually lets that releases that a little bit so that we can um, Act without judgment. Okay. All right. So now we have all four of our quadrants and we know what is supported most at each time of the year. And then within that, we also can use the elements to actually create concrete, actionable, inspired, and likely to happen <laughs> goals and intentions. So we basically can take the four elements to map the year. And, and choose times of the year to focus on different things. And then within the four seasons, we can use the four elements again to make sure that our goals are not only focused on one of the areas, that it actually is balanced and focused on all four. So we're actually going to be walking through that process with you during our, our bonus workshop that's happening at the end of the free forecast event, January 15th through 17th. So the 13 astrologers will come and walk us through the year and you'll get all the insights you need for 2019, um, January 15th through 17th. And then on January 18th, Friday, like I mentioned before, we will be doing the bonus intention setting workshop. This is also free. We're gonna take these four quadrants and then we're going to break it down within the four quadrants to really make sure, again, that all of the intentions you set are balanced. And with that, we all have such a better chance at looking back at 2019 and seeing this as the year that we actually made the breakthroughs, that we actually created the habits and the changes in our life that have set us up for more and more fulfillment, more and more inspiration and success in the years to come. And we're going to do this together. We're, you know, we're going to hold hands and we're going to do it together because there also is a lot of power in doing these things in groups. And there's both the power of the, the energy behind that group 
but then there's accountability in it as well. You know, when you, when you proclaim something and you, you declare it to other people, you're a lot more likely to actually do it. So again, we'll be doing this all together. Make sure and register for the forecast, even if you can't make it for all three days, even if you can only check in for 10 minutes a day, it's still worth just making sure that you have your, your seat reserved. We're only sending out the limited time replay to those who registered. So if you registered, we'll know that you're interested and we can make sure that you get that limited, limited time recording. And then also you'll be invited to that bonus intention and goal setting workshop. Donna, for those that want to do this on their own and who may or may not want to join us for that workshop, is there anything else that you would give them to help guide the intention and goal setting process for 2019? Uh, and not just for 2019, but anytime you are sitting down to create intentional actions in your life. I highly rec recommend this process. Um, I was not only trained in magic and manifesting things, I was also trained in hypnosis and productivity skills. So I have the trifecta of everything you need to be successful. So this is what I do. All right, so think in terms of fire, air, earth, and water, and make sure you've got all of your bases covered. Fire is the vision. It gives you the clearly defined goal that, uh, or intention that you want to manifest. If you don't know what you want to create, it's really hard to create it. Let me give an example of that. Let's just, as we walk through this, let's just get a little more, like add a little example. So let's say someone was looking at the winter, the time to be focused around the body, and they made a fiery intention to be in the best shape that they've been in in their entire life. So that could be like the high level intention. Absolutely. And think of what fiery is. It inspires you. It, it gives you the energy like, yeah, I want that. And so you want those intentions to be, yes, I want that feeling, not just some, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. No, you want to get fired up in order to do it. All right. So we have our guiding intention example of, I want to be in the best shape of my entire life. Okay, what would be the next thing? Okay, the next step is that you need to create a specific, concrete, measurable, something that you can kick, goal related to this intention. So if the, the, the this is the airy side of the equation because it's the part that keeps you accountable and gives you something that you can clearly, rationally understand. So if your intention is to be in the best shape of your entire life, what does that look like in a way that you can measure it? Does it mean that you're going to go swimming three times a week? Does it mean that you are going to um, lose a certain number of pounds? I mean, uh, what does it mean to you, Amanda, when you, when you set these kinds of intentions? So Donna, for me, that would look, you know, some specific measurable things that I could say were evidence of me being in the best shape of my life would be maybe um, a certain waist size. You know, like if I were to measure my waist and it would be a you know, certain size. And then uh, maybe I can do things that I've never been able to do before. Like maybe I can hold a headstand for a couple minutes and maybe I can do the splits and maybe I can go on a hike for three hours and, um, you know, be able to hang and, and not have to rest a million times. So those would be indicators of fitness that would help me see that I'm in the best shape of my life, which from what I'm perfect, from what I'm getting from you is it is an air, uh, an air level goal. Yes, this is the part that that 
engages your mind so that your mind knows exactly what it's supposed to be doing. And to follow that up is the third step of the process. And, you know, we, we learned in hypnosis class that the most powerful thing you can possibly do to help people achieve their goals is to give them something that they can visualize and imagine themselves doing. Now, it could be actually visualizing it, or it can just be creating the feeling within your own body, the earth element of what it means to take the steps to make that happen. And this is one of those places where people fall down a lot. In, in achieving whatever goals they set for themselves because they don't close the loop to know what physical steps they're actually going to take in order to manifest that intention. Hmm. Um, so in, in your case, it could be, um, all right, let's just say we're going to go to the gym. That I'm going to go to the gym and this gym at this location uh, three times a week at eight o'clock in the morning on my way to work. Something like really, really concrete that you can see in three dimensions because that's what it takes to create actions that actually happen, that you can do so that your, your little animal self knows what it means to do that. So it's really focused, the, the body element, I'm, I'm sorry, the earth element or the body element is really focused on the structure or the process that needs to happen in order for that outcome to come true or to come through. So basically, my goals were around um, a waist size, so that might have something to do with what I'm eating, so being very specific about what I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat, where I'm going to eat, and then um, the, the headstand and the splits is more, okay, I'm going to get to yoga um, two, three times a week, and I'm going to take that headstand workshop uh, in February, so very specific around that, um, and then the hiking would be like my cardio, so I'm going to actually... Uh, get to the gym and do my spin class two times a week or whatever it is. So, and what day? So that, so we're talking about real concrete step-by-step process for creating the outcome we want. Yeah. I, I know this might sound like an aside, but when I was in high school, I, I worked on a cliff rescue program of all things. <laughs> I was one of the first aiders. And in order to be successful in, you know, basically saving people's lives who've fallen down the cliff, um, they had to train us how to react so that we, when we got there and there was blood and guts and things all over the place, that we didn't freak out. And in order to do that, they had us work through one simulation after another simulation after another simulation. Because in working through those simulations, we could see ourselves doing it because we were pretending so that when we got to the real situation, we would actually go through the steps. It's the same kind of thing that you have to be able to see in yourself. You have to be able to visualize what you're going to do because that's how, that is literally how the animal parts of ourselves operate. They don't just stick up in their head and say like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. They won't actually do it. You won't get off the couch and make those kinds of changes. And we, we need to get the couch potato side of ourselves really understanding what it needs to do if you want to make concrete changes that stick. Okay. So our final element as we're setting these intentions and goals is the water. So the yes. heart. So how do we bring that in? How do you bring that in? Well, that is an excellent question. Um, this is one of those other things that we don't necessarily uh, pay enough attention to that 
Um, my magic teacher called it the tendency to yes, but. Um, yes, yes, I'm going to do this, but I, I, I'll be a failure. Or yes, but, oh, I don't have the money to pay for that. Or yes, but, oh, let me just sit here and watch Netflix. Whatever, the, whatever your but is, it's those self-sabotaging beliefs, that tendency towards inertia, um, those emotional blockages that we, that we seem to struggle with every day that, um, that we need to address consciously as they come up so that we can be successful in the kind of work that we want to do. And hiding them and pretending them they're not there or feeling guilty that, you know, you're a failure, all that stuff, that, that's not going to be helpful in the process, which is why it's so useful when you're goal setting to do it with other people because other people can give you that cheerleading and that, uh, and that understanding that they're struggling with some similar things. And so it's not you and you're not alone and you're just learning how to um, nurture yourself through this process and, and salute the resistance that comes up as a signpost that you're going in the right direction and an opportunity to clear stuff out of your way so that as, the, as you become more successful in achieving your goals, that you um, have the confidence that you've, create, that you've done it in the past, therefore you're going to be able to do it in the future. And without honoring that watery side of ourselves that, and, and, and allowing ourselves to be, you know, frail humans that are doing, that are doing the best that we can and yet doing the work anyway, um, you know, it's easy to get stuck. So we don't want you to get stuck there. We want to pull your emotions in and tap into that source because once you, that's the thing about emotions, once you get the blockages out of the way, you're pulling from pure spring water that feeds you, that feeds your soul. So let's bring it back to our example, best shape of our life. We have our clear goals of what the outcome looks like. We have our clear structure of how we're going to actually do it. And so this, this fourth element of, the, um, of water and the heart, I'm still a little bit unclear how we would use that in our process. Would we um, identify potential emotional blockages like like go back to the time when someone teased us for being overweight and like work through that emotional blockage or i mean how would we actually use this to create our intention it's always hard with water because water does not follow the rules of logic it's the hardest it's the hardest element in our society because it's the least supported of all the elements in 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 our modern culture um, it means having compassion for yourself um, it means, I mean, water always follows the path of least resistance. So it means understanding where your resistance is. And so like in your case of, okay, let's go back to the, let's just use going to the gym because a great way to overcome that is to, you know, pack up all your gym clothes and have them sitting by the door. And so you'll strip over them before you go out the door and you have to pick them up. Or I know some people who like, sleep in their yoga clothes so that when they get up in the morning, they can go right to yoga because they're already dressed for it. Um, it's those kinds of things. It's recognizing where our frailties are, having compassion and humor for them, and um, understanding when we need 
camaraderie and comfort of other people and building that into the system because resistance is going to happen. And the question becomes, how are we going to meet that resistance when it comes? And uh, what, what tools do we have to re-navigate and re-narrate our own story so that we can see ourselves in the role of the, the hero who um, successfully uh, accomplishes the quest at the end rather than um, you know, some kind of failure. It seems to me like some sort of identity shift would need to happen. So if I've never thought of myself as fit, and yet I set this goal, it seems like I need to start thinking of myself as a fit person and even referring to me, myself as that. So every time I get up and go to the gym at eight and get out of bed when it's freezing and, and uh, pick up that gym bag and go, there needs to be some acknowledgement of who that means I am now. And that maybe I never was that before, but now I am that because I'm actually doing it. Absolutely. That, that gets to the heart of the matter. Um, when, we, when we claim that identity, when we really can resonate with this, um, it, it can provide uh, another kind of fuel that, you know, keeps our actions going. Because it really, if you think about it, if you're going to create a new habit, you are a new person. It's a new habit that you're, a habit's not just something that you like do for five days and then it goes away. It, it's something that you do every day for the rest of your life or every other day for the rest of your life. And if you're going to be a fit person, you're going to be a fit person. You're not going to just lose 20 pounds and then you're done. Because if you did that, what would happen, And as anybody who's tried to go on a diet knows, you would lose the weight and because you didn't change your identity about who you were, you know, once you stopped and you got off your diet, you are going to gain it all back and sometimes maybe more than you had before. And so you need to change that, that. This is the process. Water also changes. It's fluid. It moves given the situation. You change the, the vision of who you're going to become as part of this process. Mm, I love that. Okay. So for those of you out there who have a goal to write your book or to stop smoking or to um, you know, have more, more harmonious relationships. It's like, start saying, you know, when people ask what you do, say, I'm a writer. Or, you know, if someone offers you a smoke, you say, no, thank you. I don't smoke. Or when, um, you know, when you're, you're having a hard time in, in a relationship or you're thinking about your relationships, it's, you know, I've, I have had trouble in the past, but I'm actually, I don't even know how to do that one. How would you even do that one? <laughs> a new identity around your relationships. That I am lovable and worthy of being loved. Yeah. I am yeah. I, I'm loving and worthy of being loved. Yeah, I, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so for each of these things, you know, each of these, these areas of life that you're going to be focused on in 2019 and beyond, there is this process you can walk through with each of the elements to really create concrete, balanced goals, visions, intentions, and new identities, really, that you're going to start to align with. So again, we will be doing this all together during that bonus workshop at the end of the forecast. So we hope to do it with you. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to spend 90 minutes. We're going to walk through it together. It'll be a really, a really great opportunity for you to really solidify. I think so many times we just carry these ideas around in our heads. And we don't actually take the time to put them down on paper. 
And there's been so much research to back up the power of actually writing things down. Uh, there's also been a lot of research to back up the power of doing things in a group. So we're going to harness all of that and do it together and really start this year off right. So please join us for the forecast and if you can for the uh, bonus intention and goal setting workshop. And you can just go to astrologyhub.com slash 2019. And hopefully what we've walked you through today has already sparked some ideas and gotten you um, started on the process um, because the new year is coming up here really soon. And like Donna said, we have no planets in retrograde for January and February. So we can hit the ground running and we can really uh, make a lot of things happen in our lives. So let's do it with intention. Let's do it with purpose. Let's do it with the power of astrology because we can <laughs> and it's going to help. So um, we look forward to sharing all of that with you. And another really cool thing is that when you register for the forecast, you are going to get our free 2019 astrological planning calendar. And this is going to give you the daily information on the energies of 2019, plus uh, journal prompts you can use in your journal to work with the energy, plus mantras and other suggestions that you can use to really, again, align your energy and your efforts with the energy of that lunar cycle. So that calendar is available to you for free, and you will get the link to download it as soon as you register for the 2019 forecast. So thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that it was useful and we will catch up with you on Monday for our first weekly forecast of 2019. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that and that way you'll be alerted every time a new episode is posted. And coming up next Thursday, we have episode 006. We'll be featuring our current inner circle guide, Jennifer Rassiopi who will keep us in this real beginning of the year planning and dreaming mode. She's amazing, super practical and down to earth and helpful. So again, make sure you subscribe so you get notified whenever a new episode is posted. And if you could rate and review so more people have the opportunity to work with the practical wisdom of astrology so they can live their life on purpose too, please do so because we all know that the world could certainly use a lot more people who feel connected to a deeper sense of purpose and meaning in their lives. We truly believe, and I'm sure you can, um, can see this as well, that the world would be a really different place if people understood that they actually do have a purpose, that there is meaning, and they have a role to play in it. So every time you rate and review this podcast, you make it possible for more people to get the information that we share here with you. So if it resonates, please share it. We want to thank you for making astrology a part of your life, and we will catch you on the next episode. Planning a trip? Ready to buy a home or fall in love? Find out if this is the year for you to do it when you tune into Astrology Hub's fourth annual New Year Forecast Marathon, featuring 12 world-class astrologers as they reveal the most important energies of the year, month by month. Go to astrologyhub.com forecast to reserve your free spot today. Again, go to astrologyhub.com forecast to join the most comprehensive online New Year astrological forecast in the world today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Astrology Hub podcast. We can't wait to continue exploring with you and bringing you astrology's most practical wisdom so you can live your life on purpose. We'll catch you on the next episode.
Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.